Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Pod Swaggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Sitting down to discuss something we should have discussed months ago. Lucha Underground Season 2, Season 3 upcoming. Uh, over Skype, I have two other members of the Swoggle Squad. First in Chicago, Illinois, the other Lucha Underground aficionado on this show. The original, I might add, Rich Campbellucci. Take it to the Underground, man. Uh, shit, we're, we're recording this on the day that the Season 3 trailer dropped, by the way. True, which means we're recording this before Podswoggle 300, where yes. everyone still thinks we're ending the show, but by now you all know that we're not. <laughs> so this, so if you're wondering, hmm, Podswoggle 300, they really didn't talk any Lucha Underground. This is why, because we were prepared like six weeks in advance. Uh, also over Skype joining us, uh, really for the only reason because he's, cause he's Cuban and it's the closest thing we got, Augie. And I'm available, so... Yeah, I'm just going to listen to you guys banter and gush and whatever else about Lucha for until it's time to record 300. Exactly, that's pretty much, we're just killing time. We originally were going to discuss some Cruiserweight Classic, but we're hopefully going to get to that before this episode airs. So, um, so yeah, Rich, uh, it's been, how long has it been now since we've had no Lucha in our lives? Uh, what, July 20th was the last, was the Like finale? three weeks? Yeah. The final, the third part of Ultima Lucha? Yeah. Uh, so, let's kick it off with, I guess, overall thoughts of Season 2. Uh, I think it was a very strong season. I think it was uh, helped in that it was a shorter season. Uh, unlike what I believe Season 3 is going to be. Uh, there were 26 episodes this uh, for Season 2. And like Season 1 was like 40-something Season three is also going to be like 40. Um, yeah. I liked that it was an actual season length of like a show. I very much enjoyed the length. Yes, that I will 100% agree with you on. And also I jumped into season one, you know, probably about halfway through. Yeah. So, you know, that it didn't affect me as much as probably you watching it from like the from the jump. Um, better or worse than season one. Well, it was just very different, you know, like season one was just kind of this, uh, attempt to just kind of be something very stark and contrasting, um, establishing it being incredibly different than what we're used to. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I've said before, like they've, they didn't really get into any real like storylines or know who their you know main guys were gonna be until like, we're only halfway through the show, with the exception of like really the only two exceptions were like Puma and and Mundo. Mundo. Yeah. Um, aside from that, everyone's like, "Well, let's figure out who these people respond to." Um, like you look at at Mil Muertes like in the beginning of season one, and he. 
like it's still the same like story and 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 gimmick, but just the uh, uh, presentation is like not half of what it is now. And he's wearing just like boring regular striped <laughs> tights. Yeah, it's like all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, man. And so I feel like there was definitely some more well-rounded characters. Uh, I mean, more like you know they were able to put a little bit more polish on on already established characters this year. Um, uh, you know, and it was I mean it was not without its ups and downs. Like last year, we you know could easily say you can watch an episode every episode. There's gonna be at least one thing that gives you chills. Not not terribly the case this year, um, but I would agree. Know, I, I appreciated like the through lines that were more thorough throughout the, the the entirety of it so so my take is i i would say personally i i can make a differentiation i do think season one was better overall because it despite the fact that it was longer i feel like having that proving ground of the first maybe eight to even 12 weeks set the groundwork for a wonderful long-term conclusion for season two, for me, there were a lot of things that felt that, you know, were not as polished or as complete. Um, and there were, with having a shorter season, there were some clunkier episodes of overall story. Um, I think also season one had better overall matches yeah. than season two did. Um, and I think that can also come from... You know, not to say that that you know the the temple's crowd has tempered off in, in any way, shape, or form. But you know, when people are you know seeing a product, you know, even the same as NXT, like there's going to be some complacency there. I think that's part of the part of the the issue. Um, but also, I just feel like just some of the newer talent, you know, just didn't translate as well yet to the Lucha Underground style. Um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably the biggest t- like downside from the season is a lot of the the newer introduced talent didn't really connect. Um, didn't really connect. Uh, full stop. Um, you know, uh, with very few exceptions. Um, but uh, you know, I really it didn't dawn on me until it was back but man having like a live band there brings so much more fucking energy to the Absolutely. show as, as a the, whole yeah the beginning of the season was a little weird because like we even discussed on the show like we weren't like really feeling it at first because it wasn't our lucha like it didn't feel you know the way that it had felt with you know the, yeah. the crowd being super into it because you have a jam band and it kind of lays and also you don't have fucking Dario Cueto, who is, you know, the only heel authority figure that will probably, like, ever work anymore in fucking wrestling, yeah. um, you know, handling everything. So that it started off a little choppy. My other two big things were, you know, and I still, like, really, really like the second season. Like, don't get me wrong at all. I still, it's still appointment viewing for me every single week. And like you said, most episodes, there's still one thing cinematically or in the ring that just provide, like, a a chill, fuck-yeah-induced reaction. Number one, to me, the last four or five episodes really peeled back on the storytelling of 
the cinematic um, backstage stuff because I feel like they didn't want to like either put all their cards on the table yet or they didn't have anything. Like the last two or three episodes, like to build up to like basically like the Ultima Lucha episodes, you know, we didn't get a, a madcap crazy, you know, like where are they going to be from season two to season three? Like we had season one, and they didn't have a lot of stuff beyond fucking poor Cisco getting killed with a ceramic bowl, and and not the rapper Augie, like Mister Cisco. <laughs> oh, good thing you clarified that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Mister Cisco. With Lucha Man, you never know. Lorenzo Lamas is involved, so Cisco showing up could totally happen. <laughs> uh, for a Cisco for a Cisco Shakedown match. Um, remember Cisco Shakedown? Um, it was on MTV. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> just you, just me. So that was one where, like, I, I like the juxtap- I like the not the juxtaposition, the combination of the two together. Uh, and then number two. I wasn't a really big fan of the last episode of Ultima Lucha. Uh, it was a little overbooked, could you say? Overbooked is definitely the the phrase. We're going to get there in, in just a second. Uh, so, so I think that, as a final taste in my mouth, already brought upon some of the little complaints I had throughout season two, even bigger because it didn't stick the landing like Ultima Lucha one did. Because Ultima Lucha one was fucking flawless and like the one of the best shows of that year. Well, I think it stuck the landing as far as what the, the main event match was and and sure. how that went. Uh because yeah. I mean Puma and Ray, it was it was it was blissful, man. <laughs> it really was. Well, it was it was perfect. Go ahead, Augie. Well, speaking of actually, because and spoiler alert, if, if I mean if you don't know what's going on, then fast forward like one minute. But just to recap, can you, as of right now, who has what belts sure. for the show? Sure. Uh, the current Lucha Underground champion is still the Monster Matanza Cueto, having defeated Pentagon Junior in the uh, championship match of Ultima Lucha. Uh, he's held the title since. Uh, since, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting the name of the fucking match. Uh, uh, as to, uh, Aztec Warfare. Aztec Jesus Warfare. Christ. Yeah. Uh, so he's had it for, <laughs> for months at this point, uh, storyline continuity wise. Um, the Gift of the Gods champion, so basically the, to explain it to people who don't understand, the intercontinental title money in the bank, if you will, uh, belongs to Sexy Star. The one that has all those, like, pieces or all those coins? Yes, all the, the seven Aztec medallions. Yep. She just won that um, at, at uh, Ultima Lucha. And the uh, trios champions are Drago, Aerostar, and Phoenix, having just beaten PJ Black, Jack Evans, and Johnny Mundo at Ultima Lucha. So those are your current champions. Uh, where everything was left off, um, Pentagon Jr. is now Pentagon Dark and beat the... Sh- and somehow made Vampiro more bloody at the end of Ultima Lucha 2, not having wrestled a match than he was in Ultima Lucha 1. Uh, and they are no longer together. Uh, Dario Cueto was arrested, uh, the promoter of Ultima Lucha, uh, from, as I mentioned earlier, killing Mr. Cisco with a ceramic bowl as he was trying to, um, as he was wearing a wire, um, trying to get information on him from the police, or Joey Ryan and, uh, I almost called him Ricky Reyes, whatever the fuck. Cortez Castro. He's still Ricky Reyes to me. Um, what else am I missing here, Rich? 
Uh, from the end, uh, like, like where we're at right now. <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, Mysterio and Puma were the main events. Uh, it was you know the future versus the past type thing, and it was a great match. And Mysterio won, and they shook hands and ended everything honorably. And that's really about yeah. It. The only other thing would be the Dragon Azteca Black Lotus thing, but like that, they essentially it sacrificed that whole fucking thing, which has been building up since the fucking show started. Yes. They essentially sacrificed that entire storyline to Pentagon Jr. Yes. Uh, And look, Pentagon's my boy, but I did not like that at all. And also, I I got it because the live crowd has no idea what the fuck their backstory is, which is a a flaw. You know, it's, it's good sometimes, but it was a flaw in that it's this is your biggest ending show, you know, of the year, and this is a heated rivalry from what we've seen on television. But the crowd can't buy into it because it's Dragon Azteca, who they've never really accepted, and Black Lotus, who they've never seen. As far as the new people, I've I have come around on Dragon Azteca. I I, I I'm not you know he's not my favorite, but I like him. He uh, I don't begrudge him. He's not Daga. Um, <laughs> we know you take Daga. Augie, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I'm just curious to see if you guys would even match up. Like, what is the, for season two, the worst promo and the best promo, and then the same thing for matches? What's worst match and best match. It's like, there's not really, you know, promos traditionally, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can do, well, you can talk about behind, like It's like scenes, yeah. yeah, backstage scenes, I think. Um, is what they have, right? They don't really do promos. Yeah. Right, well, and, and that's one of the things, like, to kind of, um, Molly, you alluded to the fact that, like, you know, the audience doesn't really see <clears throat> any of the backstage cutscenes or anything like that. The thing that, where as a viewer, it works, and I like that, is because uh, the commentators, like, they obviously have a script or whatever, but they call everything yep. as though they don't see the, the backstage cutscenes or any of the the pre-taped stuff and it it it's it make it forces them to be creative as to like why fucking azteca jr and black lotus are wrestling or for anything else you know as far as like 100 like, percent agreed yep. yeah like they don't know what happened to the rest of the fucking uh disciples of death they don't know that mil muertes like fucking ate their souls well no so then sinesto de la Mitre ripped their hearts out that's so if you're in the yeah. audience, it's just, it's just match after match after match after match. There's nothing in between. Yeah, so you know how we ta- you know how we saw like four weeks of NXT taped. We yeah. that's essentially the same thing for Lucha Underground, but they have instead of like you know they'll show us on the big screen you know backstage segments or whatever at the show. They didn't for used here, to do that though. They didn't used to do it. And it's still spare. It's still yeah. like a sparing. Uh, <laughs> uh, occasion. Yeah. But for Lucha, they don't know anything. Also, they might even tape it out of order like i've i've sure because sure. i unfortunately as usual had something spoiled for me for season three and well because i fucking again i always forget wikipedia fucking wikipedia yeah don't um uh, i know but they like from that i saw that something was like taped out of order and it like made sense because it was like a fucking title change <laughs> so like the crowds were sitting there going like oh why is that person have that title oh well somebody else now has it what <laughs> it can be really jarring and confusing <laughs> To the live crowd. Uh, um, the only one that really ever cuts like live promos is it's either Dario or or fucking Muertes. 
I mean, not yeah, I'm not Pentagon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah. yeah, they haven't done it frequently. But from let's just break it down for Augie's question: Who would your the best after? I guess almost you would say, and worst after or scene have been in season two. I mean, that's the thing is like that's the big caveat of this whole thing is is it's different from anything that's ever been, and so on and so forth, and it's, it looks great. None of these guys are really good actors. No, um, but there's still a big difference between, like, probably one of my favorites, or one of, I think, the two or three best, a King Cuerno, compared to fucking Cortez Castro. Sure, sure. Um, I do, man, I... These I guys love alliteration. To, I wanted to <laughs> they do. ride with that whole fucking nunchuck storyline, but it was a whole storyline centered around nunchucks, man. I just... <laughs> I do it. And this is coming from a guy who, like, spirit animal is Michelangelo. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and my favorite lucha wrestler was, like, a centerpiece in that story. Yeah, not a good season for Drago. No. Uh, Justin Gabriel ruins everything. <laughs> I actually like, I actually like, I actually like uh, PJ Black. I, I think he, at the end, it, he was starting to show some personality. Sure. I like that. And he was fine, but, like, so it, it may not be his fault per se, like anything he's doing, but it's just him being there that's dragging it down. That's his name is PJ Black. Yeah, the Darewolf. Ah, oh, whatever. So he's a daredevil and a werewolf together. Just it just reminds me of because I'm a Heat fan. PJ Brown. Old. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, it's so good. Uh, also, god damn it, I always forget Drago is 41 years old. Hell yeah, dog. Can't, yeah, it's because you can't tell. Because 41 in Dragon Years is like fucking like 22. No, he is at least like mid-30s. What, Augie? How old is Vampiro? Well, Vampiro has wrestled one match. He's a commentator. Oh, okay. Vampiro is probably in his 50s, I think. In his early 50s. He is 49. He's 49. Should have been out of the game years ago. Can't say home because he doesn't have a wife. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those would be a couple. Marty the Moth has always, to me, killed it in his character and his backstage stuff. Yeah. Like, like being, you know, a glaring omission in terms of tough enough not working, and them just refusing to hire him. Then he put on like forty pounds, and he's still really good. <laughs> Did you say Marty the Moth? Yeah, Marty the Moth Martinez. You actually get this. Do you remember Martin from Tough Enough? Uh, actually, yeah, he got hurt. Didn't he yeah. get hurt towards the end and he couldn't yeah. even finish? He was going to win and then like he shattered his ankle. He, yeah, is he, Marty good. The, he is Marty the Moth Martinez in Lucha Underground. No, oh, why didn't WWE hire him after all that shit? Because they all liked him even when they, when they sent him away. I have no idea. You could say that about half the Lucha roster. Yeah, because Eva Lee is on the show. Uh, Matt, who's son of Havoc, is on the show. Or you talking about Marty the Moth. Uh, there's a fourth one I'm missing, isn't there? Is a... uh, no, there probably is. They're probably uh, going to bring in Big Andy as whoever Dario's scared of. Um, <clears throat> fuck, uh, uh, another thing, and this is the last kind of downer thing I'm going to talk about, and then I have a list of shit that I did love about this season and, like, yeah. highlights. Um, uh, and this was all just by, like, fate. This was completely out of their hands. But Angelico getting hurt, like, completely Again. fucked up the entire season for trios, in my opinion. The whole yeah. trios division was a cluster fuck this year. 
Yep, and it's the second time it's happened, and I'm excited for what looks to be a Johnny Mundo and Helico feud when we get back, because I think that could be all kinds of fun. And I'm uh, and I'm looking forward to an Ivelisse uh, Katrina feud for yeah. all the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah, for all of them. Uh, and I still like, dude, I, I get it. Like he, he's fine, I guess, but Son of Havoc still just does nothing for me. Um, all right, so. The, so Sorry, now, to go back a little bit, but kind of move forward. Is that so? What would be the worst match of the season? And then, since we're going to be on a positive note, the best match of the season. Uh, I'm trying to think. Worst match. There were a couple clunkers. I'm trying to just remember them. Uh, I'm trying to look at the roster here and, and pinpoint. I feel like there was one of those again, one of those trios matches where it was like three or four trios teams that just like was just too much off the entire time. I can't, I can't remember exactly which one. Yeah. I also, also in the six to survive in that it was just really, it was there. It was this year's all night long match, but it just, it was 47 minutes and it just really dragged. I wouldn't say that that was necessarily the worst, but it was definitely uh, the biggest disparity between what it was trying to be and what it was. What it was. Uh, my other one would be just because I don't. I, I feel like their short skirmish before was better. Again, it was awkward in terms of crowd heat, and I don't think they maybe messed very well. But the second grave consequences. Um, I liked it. I, it just again, there's not going to be a lot of clunkers. Like I'm not going to mention like a fuck the the Cobra Moon match or something. Right. But, or... Or one of fucking Masquerade Sagrada's matches, because that was more so just to move storyline along than it was to have a good match. But you know what? It's I mean. true. And that reminds me, I've been meaning to mention this for fucking weeks. Please, everybody, stop what you're doing and find Brian Cage throwing Masquerade Sagrada like a pizza <laughs> over and over again. So, Augie, imagine, imagine Brock Lesnar looking like he takes all the steroids that's rumored that he's taking. Or you know you know Cage you know Brian Cage like the Jack dude that does six one nine hockey. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. Imagine him giving oh, sure. F five. Imagine him giving an F five to a midget. <laughs> All right, uh, I was gonna I was gonna tell you before when you said it to everybody look it up. Do you have a link for that? Uh, I will. <laughs> I'm gonna find it right now. Uh, well, uh, Rich starts talking about his favorite match unless he has another worse one. To come well, up with. that was also just kind of another ball drop this season was cage he started off the season very very strong and ended this season like just uh, a guy um that you know they still kept technically on paper strong but like i don't know he's he's capable of much more and he proved it he he could probably be you know right there with puma like the top baby face in the company yeah. For sure. And they always always just get start and stop pushes. Like, look, I love Willie Mack, but I really didn't want to see Willie Mack beat Cajun at Ultima Lucha 2. No. Which, although those two should just go on on a spree forever. But yeah, so that's all I got as far as, like, least favorite matches. Most favorite match is probably a toss-up between uh, Puma and Ray and uh, Sexy Star and... Um, uh, so. It really doesn't matter because Sexy Star was that entire match. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, 
She was not. Come on. Mariposa does her damn thing. She was good, too. She was uh, takes two to tango. Uh, yeah, I mean, no moss would definitely be mine. I absolutely loved the... Uh, was it the trio tournament final? It was either the trio tournament final or it was like just the standalone match that uh, that uh, the worldwide group had against the Super Friends fucking... Oh, not Super Friends... Azteca, Puma, and Mysterio. It was like absolutely perfect yeah. fucking lucha insanity. Um, Those three worked together well, and I, and I liked that they worked together. Like it made sense, a lot of sense. Yeah. To put them all. Uh, would also shout out to um, No More Days versus Phoenix as always, but that one was so early on in the season that you forget how fucking badass that championship match was. Yeah. That was another standout one, and they just always do amazing things together. Uh, also, the Puma and Pentagon, their first match, um, or I think their only, yeah, their only one, was also fucking dope. Um, one of my, okay, so, like, just kind of my list of just things that I really did fucking like all the way to love this season. I, I loved the story of Mil Muertes and King Cuerno. Yeah, I I love just how that's turning into this obsession that you can never you can never conquer, but he has to because that's what he does. Um, just dig everything about that. I just dig fucking. We talked about before. I just fucking dig King Quirino, dude. Yeah. Dude's money. Love yeah. him, and he's gonna be signed as soon as he can be. Yeah, as soon as he's getting. Over being put through three tables in a row, in a row, in a row. Which <laughs> underground? Yeah. And that was just, which was just an amazing way to to end that match. It was just like, well, fuck it, we set them all up. I'm using all of them. Uh, n- next thing that I fucking loved, we got undercover cops on this season, dude. That's fucking great. <laughs> I love that Joey Ryan found a way to still have his exact same fucking character. Yep. On national television again. Yep. But is now an undercover cop and still made the lollipop work. Love it. Fucking love it so much. Um, next thing I have, and I've already talked about this, but Famous B. Um, and especially end of the season, bringing out fucking Dr. Wagner Jr. This 47-year-old son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, if Famous B just ends up being the Lucha Underground Jimmy Hart, man, like... Bless my totally. stars. I'm happy with that. Augie, when this is done, and for all of you at home, uh, you don't have to dial 2603-POD-299 anymore, but please dial 423-GET-FAME and enjoy yourself. Uh, have you called it? Is it like <clears throat> an actual thing on the end? No, I, I, it is an actual thing. I've seen people, there was like a Reddit thing where people like posted them what it is, and it's just yeah. it's a neat little fun thing. Yeah. Um, talked about it before. I think Sexy Star had a uh, a a hell of a story told over the course of this season. She did. Um, and, and you're right. That was also in part due to Mariposa and Marty the Moth. So, there you go. I just hope in, I just hope in season three, uh, she cashes in Gift of the Gods, wins a title, and then her and Willie Mack have a life sex celebration in the ring. That could be fun. I ain't against that. Dude, do the Edge and Leave a thing, but with Willie Mack. That would be gold. <laughs> 
It's just him with a bed, like, just covered in fucking Doritos, and, like, the bed's not made, and his dad's there. It'd be great. Um, I, th- I thought Matanza was a really cool character, and and delivered on what it was building up, for, again, for a whole nother season. Um, I want to take a couple minutes on Matanza. I'm on so am I. No, and it feels like people are either one way or another. Mm-hmm. People are either, he's like the worst, he like, people I feel are basically equating him to like the jump the shark of Lucha. And is he, would I prefer to probably just have Jeff Cobb from what I've seen of Jeff Cobb? Yes. Because I, I don't know if necessarily he is, with his move set, the best role, the best fit for that role. But he's still a fucking hoss that can deliver good matches. Yeah. I mean, and he's—I think he's getting used to the outfit, getting used to the mask, getting used to everything else. Uh, and also, that also told a story of that he tore through nine people in Aztec Warfare like it was fucking nothing. Yeah. And by the end of the season, he was showing so much ass to fucking Cage yep. and Pentagon that that's how you do build other people up, and how it probably will continue in season three. Yeah. It's him, you know, now showing ass against not fucking Daga, but you know, like yeah. To other people, because he's not, you see, he's not an unbeatable monster anymore. He's still yeah. a monster that will literally rip your throat out. But and again, also that last match against Pentagon about where he was basically dominated, but still won. Um, and and they're also, like, dropping little breadcrumbs about, like, uh, the way he looks at the key. Or, like, any, any is it the key or any piece of metal or something like that? I don't know. They're, they're giving themselves stuff to do. Yeah, I'm still all in on Matanza, so... Yeah. And also, like, like, if Matanza were to have an actual moveset from what we were told he could do before he was wrestling, it would be smashing and eating people yeah. alive. So Jay Bale! He fucking ate somebody. <laughs> yeah. He fucking... You know, and it's also... I, I, I do love that in the backstage scenes when they're talking about the people that are no longer there, I love the balls the show has of insinuating that Matanza killed a current WWE roster member in Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows, like, he's missing. <laughs> I just think that's adorable. Um, who knows? He might be back. <laughs> he might be back. With, uh, with the new Molina, Paige. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Mm. Um, I don't to edit that out after after the previous four weeks where like she has like an eating disorder or she tried to kill herself or something over Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I hope that's able to stay in. Um, maybe you just see that like on her Instagram. I'm sorry, Rich. The, the Instagram me and my sister were looking at the other day, and people are hate them together. Like, yeah. there's a lot of hate comments that are on those Instagram posts. It's unfortunately been a recent story and that she took all references of him off of her Instagram and then two days later like put him back on and said like he's like the best thing that ever happened to her and then she needs to go back into the gym and then they split them up via the draft and now she's not going on a tour because she's quote unquote hurt and her mom keeps talking about stuff. It's everything we feared that would happen to Paige. She's 23 years old and has been passed by everybody. Yep. Fuck it. Sorry, Rich, go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say um, how, because Mullet mentioned Molina, uh, maybe the the greatest accomplishment that season two did was completely retcon the fact that 
Melina was at the end of Lucha, uh, Ultima Lucha 1. Yep, and they instead found somebody so much better in every way. I mean, I still don't, I'm not, I'm still not a Taya fan, but... I wasn't at first, but she's growing on me. Yeah, not me so much, but still, it was... For her to just be a rib is is good enough for me. <laughs> That's true. No, she she's growing on me. Uh, I think it's just a thing in that anybody Sam like fucking hates with a passion, I end up just liking. Like she, every time she watches those with me and ties on the screen, she fucking hates her, hates her, and it's just it's typical women bullshit. But she just fucking hates her. No, she definitely is the type of. The, the type that, yeah, like your girlfriend or wife would fucking not like. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Just seeing on screen. Um, last two oh, you should go to Mexico and have sex with Taya. I think it'd be hilarious. I need to see a picture first. I don't think you do. No, no, no just do it. <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, yeah. Augie, uh, yeah. look up Taya, T-A-Y-A, wrestler, and then we'll come to you for a, a discussion in a minute. Uh, last two things. Um, one, I'm I'm glad that Killshot was getting a good look this year. Um, just Hell like, uh, yes. Shane Strickland fan in general. So glad to see him get some shine. And then I'm also excited that they're kind of leaning more towards the idea of the seven Aztec, Aztec tribes and... And what that kind of, like, I want to get into some fucking supernatural old world gods stuff, man. I'm fucking excited for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you do have a, do you have a diagnosis? Um, she looks crazy, but fun crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. All right, cool. <laughs> Another golden snitch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. Like getting into the mythology of that, I think will breed a lot of longevity to to Lucha, and that we've only really looked into how many at this point, like maybe two or three, and we're we're starting to see more and more of them like kind of come out, yeah. and that's going to lead into some interesting things. Yeah. Uh, my my positives that we haven't already discussed. Uh, I'm becoming a, a really big fan of a couple random people. It's, uh, the way you are about Drago, I'm not there yet, but fucking Aerostar is always Yeah, you've always out had a hard-on for him. New shit that I just dig. You know, it's like the eight-year-old of me. Like, how can you not like this fucking flashy rocket man? <laughs> um, There was no Bengala except, like, one. One That's match an immediate win. in the second... No. In the third episode of the season, he lost to Cobra Moon. So that's a win. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we're done with Chavo Guerrero. That's a win. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix is, I think, day in and day out, to me, maybe like the MVP of Lucha. And he's the first Triple Crown. The guy's just fucking so good. And I, I, I'm excited to see more. And hopefully they still are able to give him things. I'm, I'm fearful that, like, like Puma, he's running out of things to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it kind of seems like already. Like, shortly into this season, after he lost the title, like, seemed like he was out of stuff to do. And, and um, you know, 
it's uh, he's he's a great wrestler. I think he may have reached his ceiling in lucha at least. Mm. He's he's got plenty to do, got plenty to offer, and the Phoenix character, especially like him and Mortes, could go another round because of just the way they're tied together. Man of a Thousand Deaths versus the Man of a Thousand Lives. I we've only seen it like seven times. We got nine hundred and ninety three <laughs> more to go. I'll be there for every single one. Uh, Mundo had a full season to be a heel, and I, I besides trying to make fucking Slam Town a thing, Slam Town. Yeah, Augie, I really wish that Johnny Mundo was. No, nah, he, he doesn't get... have a he doesn't have a heel bone in his body, dude. I'm sorry, but I mean, I, I mean, I haven't seen him much as a heel, like not even with WWE or anything like that. But I, I don't think he'd be good at it. He's no, he's better at being a face. <laughs> he's better at being a heel than being a face. Uh, I really wish that he came up with this in WWE. So at some point between like 2009 and 2012, you would have had to wear a shirt that had the phrase Slam Town on it. Nah. <laughs> you already had, already had the bullshit. I'm gonna eat your lunch. And fucking Jomo Sapien shirts. No, I didn't ever get the... I don't know. I don't have the shirt anymore. But there was one on the back. I forgot what it said on the back. And I would always, like, whenever I saw people, it kind of just, like, turn so they see the front of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's some pretty weak-ass weak Johnny Mundo, uh, John Morrison shirts. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see more of Nightclaw, because we, as we talked, Flamita is, like, rumored to be, like, the new fucking Rey Mysterio. So, again, auspicious in that he was billed up for, like, three weeks and then was eliminated, like, third. Another curious booking decision in Ultima Lucha. Um, but, you know, it still, you know, is what it is. Uh, and then finally, not, you know, probably after Pentagon, my, my favorite person in Lucha Underground. Again, I hate to tip my hat to something that people have probably already heard, but we haven't done yet, the draft. Jack Evans is the fucking man. <laughs> yeah. That was another one that I was about to bring up as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you, like, so for me, having watched ROH since 2003, 2004, and having gone through a lot with Jack Evans to where, like, this guy's going to kill himself. And just being a breakdancing, you know, white boy rapper character... And, like, not ever, like, really being good for anything except fucking spots and taking bumps that look like he's dying. And then going to Mexico and coming up with this amazing heel dickhead of not just Persona was so much fun to see for somebody that's been rooting for him for so long. Yeah. Uh, he is a great, pesky, loudmouth, funny heel. He, and I want he cut good promos this year. If you want to talk about yes, promos that were cut in front of the, the the crowd, yeah, I only knew Jack Evans in the context of this white b boy high flyer that could do like awesome stuff um, in Mexico, uh, and yeah. I only saw like the random clip of him here or there. Um, so like when he came on the show last year, it was like, oh cool, and then like apparently. I, you know, I learned that he was tagging with Jack Evans and so on and so or not, uh, and Helico in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I mean, he, he put on a hell of a season. He really did. 
Um, could you remind me again, real quick? Did we find out what that unique opportunity was? For what? At the the end of the season. The one that you Dr. mean Lager for Junior one. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I know we did. It was two choices. Yeah, it was either uh, the main event of Ultima Lucha three or a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars. So Havoc took the the, the main event, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Okay, cool, but you have to defend it against against the hundred thousand dollars that this person's trying to wrestle." And Famous B got his money. Yeah, that's right. They didn't win. Uh, just just one last thing on Jack Evans. Think about it this way: in two thousand and four, ROH, he debuted with fucking Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, and Alex Shelley. So he had a lot to fucking live up to at that time. Uh, and now finally, he's I feel like reaching his potential. Yeah. Um, we have like three minutes left <laughs> before we have to start something else. So uh, I, I wanted to briefly, as we kind of said, not to go back to the negative, but kind of mention, you know or ask you why you feel Ultima Lucha 2 was so overbooked with all the fucking interference and just all, like, the weird finishes. I think they got a little... Honestly, I think it all kind of stems... Or at least Night 3, anyway, a lot of it stems from Pentagon. Like, they could have really spread all that storytelling out over several nights instead of, like, yes. packing it all into the one night. And I think they just kind of got carried away with a lot of cool ideas that they didn't uh, edit out. They could have edited some of that stuff out as for, like before it got on the show, um, like in the writers' room. So that's what that's what yeah. I think that was. I think it was just a a, a, a bloat of ideas. As a pen, as Pentagon again, Pentagon my favorite right now. As a Pentagon fan. There was too much Pentagon on that show, and then they didn't pull the trigger on Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you start the show with, like, the biggest fucking Star Wars ode ever, where he's fighting nothing but his own Pentagons in a cave. And then he cuts that long-ass promo, and then he beats the shit out of Matanza, and then he loses. <laughs> well, that was also after, like, yeah, he he interrupted a match, and then cut a promo, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then... Close the show. Yes, and then close the show again, and 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 trying to get over his new name, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, that's you know. Okay, I understood. I can see the conversation in the writers' room of if you're gonna if like one of your most popular guys is gonna be Pentagon Junior. In America. They're not used to like your most popular guys having the surname Junior. Yeah. And wanting to make it something cooler and darker. Let's make him darker and edgier. He could have been Pentagon Edge. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um but yeah, I I'm I'm excited for season three. Uh, again, we have like one minute. Season three fucking trailer. Just say like ten words that made you excited about it, Rich. What is going on? Everyone is different, and but the same. Top hat? Paul Lennon is there! <laughs> oh, that's who that was? I did not recognize yeah. him at all. We got Paul London with a dude that's dressed like a chessboard. We got fucking A.R. Fox getting punched in the mouth. Hell we got yeah, Sammy Callahan yelling at somebody's face. Space we got Drago, Drago chained up to a wall, breathing fire. We got... Fucking, uh, what the fuck else, Yo, man? Was Phoenix and Melissa Santos fucking? 
Phoenix and Melissa Santos be fucking. Vampiro's got Puma by the throat. Uh, what else, man? Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of shit going on. Which Matanza's, makes it that it's that it's forty episodes. So yeah, Matanza's sad to sell by himself. Black Lotus has a bunch of ninjas with her. Marty Martinez is just tied up somewhere. <laughs> and happy about it, it looks like. Well, yeah, you know, he's, maybe he's in that sort of thing. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. Cra- I'm crazy predictions. Oh, man. Uh, just because I know he's there, Paul London's going to take a shit in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the end of Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> that that's got me so fucking excited potentially oh man Sleuch underground the cabin in the woods do yourself a favor and watch that movie yeah, watch yeah. all of it fucking do it it's awesome that's gonna do it for this week's episode of pod swoggle wrestling podcast for entertainment we encourage you as always check out arcadeaudio.net for all the other shows in our network especially pod swoggle which is also available on itunes google play stitcher radio Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review in five stars. It helps us out a lot, and we'll share those uh, reviews on the show. Five Send stars. Us five stars, please. Podswoggle at gmail.com. We can also be reached. Let us know what you think. Follow us on all social media, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. And uh, depending on when you're hearing this, September 24th, Bughouse Theater, Chicago, Illinois, Podslam, 20, excuse me, 2016. Either it's coming up or it was great. <laughs> and either you already know what the lineup's going to be or man it was great yeah uh and if pot slam already happened or not either man toby's gonna die or man i miss tope <laughs> augie final thoughts um yeah glad i was able to contribute hey you asked some solid questions you know you yeah. got some we got to think about how funny it is if you had had a John Morrison Slam Town shirt. In all sincerity, though, like you guys, I want to watch this show um, because there's I, even though this one was a little bit more of a downer than usual. Like you guys are, there's nobody that you're really like bashing. Like it's not like a fucking Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy feud. There's no, there's no like, oh my god, this is so hor- like comically horrible that it. I don't know. It just draws attention to it. So I, it seems like it's a solid show. So I mean, again, I, I saw. I saw the highlights from season one because I think it was because of you, Mullet. You showed me like a YouTube video that showed me the highlights of everything, and it looked awesome. Um, and then but, a, tra- a tradition that started this year, before the current year's Royal Rumble, we drank to Aztec Warfare 1, and I purposely have saved on my DVR Aztec Warfare 2 to do before the Rumble this year. So oh, That's going to be a mess. Oh, yeah, it was a mess before. Also, I don't want to draw number 21. <laughs> Oh, man, this is going to be the first Rumble. You're going to have a baby, too. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm touching it right now through Sam's belly. <laughs> oh, Rich, man. final thoughts? No, that's it. Let's, um, you know, let's keep the temple going. And uh, do we know if there's going to be a season four? Uh, not yet, but hopeful. Yeah. Very hopeful. So, uh, long live Lucha. Triple L. Like Triple A in Mexico. What? For Rich. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Podswoggle. We are swogging on.
Lucha. Hey, Lucha Underground makes it a good Lucha thing. Lucha Underground's a great Lucha thing. It's a great Lucha thing. Can Kalisto get released and go to Lucha Underground already, please? Because he'll be with people that knows what he's doing? Yeah, exactly. Alberto Del Rio, better or worse at, in Lucha? Much better. 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 So, so much better. better. Holy so shit. Better. Right, so send him back. Send him yeah. back. Send him back. Trump, if you're not going to deport everybody, then just make Alberto Del Rio go back to Lucha Underground. <laughs> Do that, at least. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.